We have the honor and a great blessing to have Pastor Eric Van Nelson, who's going to come and share with us. Pastor Eric faithfully not only came and helped found this church, founded this church, but served for for 36 years. I'm saying this because some people may not know Pastor Eric. <laughs> but not only that, he's continued to support and pray for us and be here with us uh, since I came and, and uh, stepped into the large shoes uh, that were left. And uh, God's great. God is gracious. But Pastor Eric, it is our, our just great delight and a privilege to be able to ask you to come and share the word of the Lord that God's put on your heart this morning. So please come. Let's honor him. Would you stand? Let's honor him. Honor the gift of God in him. Amen. Three, Moan, yes. Thank you for being here. And I want to especially thank Pastor David for giving me the privilege and the opportunity to share with you today on this very special occasion. And uh, it's so good to see all of you. And uh, I don't uh, get into the pulpit as often as I'd like, but I get in there once in a while. So uh, what time is lunch today? Two o'clock? Okay. <laughs> it gives me plenty of time. All right. So we're going to have plenty of time to share the Word of God. But it is really good to see you. And I want to echo uh, Pastor David's appreciation to all of you who serve. It was uh, my privilege for 36 years here to be able to do that every year and to be reminded that uh, without you, I could not have done what uh, the Lord enabled us to do those years we were here. And so I bless you and thank you for it as well. And may God bless all of you. Uh, I remember sharing about uh, six months before I resigned a message that uh, I started off by saying, don't look at the church as it seems to be in the natural. And I want to just say that again right now as I start off. Do not look at the church as it seems to be. In the natural, we see one thing. If you're seeing from God's perspective, you're seeing another. And we need to have God's perspective because I'm telling you, Jesus said that the work that he began, he would finish. And he is going to finish that work. And he'll do it with us or without us. And I trust that he'll do it with us. Let me just give you this. Now, I, I shared this a time or two before I uh, left the pastorate here. But I just want to remind you that when Jesus rose from the dead, ascended to heaven, a few days later, you'll remember that they were all gathered together in an upper room and the Holy Spirit was poured out and the church was born. And on that day, 3,000 souls came to the Lord Jesus Christ. At that particular time, the best I could ascertain, there were 87,000 heathen in the earth for every one Christian. Just a few days later, 5,000 more were born again, and that ratio dropped from 87,000 to 32,500. And it's been dropping little by little ever since that time. Today, the best facts that I can ascertain is that there are only six heathen for every professing Christian in the world. 
Now, since we only count those who are born again, uh, I think that's about right. Actually, if you, one says there are three and a half Christians, uh, for, I mean, three and a half uh, heathen for every, every Christian. But the, the, the facts are about six to one. Do you realize that slowly God has been doing something? He talked about the uh, just planting that little mustard seed, and he said it'll grow up to be a great tree, and the birds shall come and lodge in it. The birds speak of those who are, are resurrected, soaring in the heavenlies with God. And that tree is the church of the Lord Jesus Christ that's growing up. That church is growing yet. But it's not over. Don't look at things as they seem to be. Right now, our hearts and our minds are looking at all the hubbub in the world, all the stuff that's going on, all the political junk, all the trash that's being shown, all the disrespect and all this. And, and it's so uh, enticing and mesmerizing. You can get caught up in it. But that's just a lie. It's a deceit. It's as President Trump says, that's fake news. The real news is the church of the Lord Jesus Christ is marching on to victory. The church of the Lord Jesus Christ is going to finish the work that God called it and gave it to do. Now today we look at ourselves and we ask, what do we do now? Where are we going? And that's a good question. Where are we going right now? As we follow on to know the Lord, where is he going to take us? Here's what I want you to get ready for. He's going to take us into places we've never been and doing things we've never done. Now, I want you to get that, wrap your mind around that and hold fast to it. God is moving. Brother David shared this morning that he felt this stirring in himself. He felt this stirring. And we said that numerous times when we were here. There's a stirring. There's something happening in the heavenlies, folks. Yeah. Let me point out something to you. By the way, I haven't started my message yet. <laughs> I've got three, three conclusions. So here we go. Uh, let, let me just point out to you that that the Lord is, is moving in ways that we don't even see. Anytime you see what we're seeing happening in our nation today and around the world, uh, in, in the uh, natural scene, anytime you see that much chaos, confusion, frustration, and that kind of uh, wickedness, you can rest assured that it's because that thing is running from something greater than that. And the dust that it's throwing up is deceiving. God has got things stirring right now, let me tell you. And it's, it is absolutely aggravating the world. I mean, it's, it's just turning them upside down and inside out. And all they know to do is to fight and to cuss and everything else. And that's what they're doing. I said cuss because that's southern. It's a curse if otherwise, okay. But let me tell you, that's, there's something going on. And you need to be aware of it. And you need to be more contented that you are a child of God today than you've ever been in your life. 
You need to be less afraid of what's going on than you've ever been and more excited about what is coming. Amen. Glory be to God. I'm telling you, where God is leading us, we've never been. And what he's going to bring us to do, we've never done, never done, never known. And therefore, it's going to require something of us that's different. How many of you know you can't do something different unless you change? And so we've got to change. And God is going to get us to do that. So I want you to turn with me in your Bibles, if you have your Bible with you or your cell phone or whatever your Bible app is on. Get it out. And I don't have the NLT today. I did read it from the NLT and I like it. But I don't have an NLT Bible, so I'm going to read the old King James Version. Chapter 3 of Joshua, verses 1 through 5. And I'm going to use that as a basis for sharing with you right now. And the Bible says, Joshua rose early in the morning. By the way, the word Joshua was actually an old Hebrew word from which we get Yeshua. His name actually was Jesus. He was a type of Christ. He said, Joshua rose early in the morning, and they removed from Shittim and came to Jordan, he and all the children of Israel, and lodged there before they passed over. And it came to pass after three days. How many of you know we're in the third day? This is the third day since Jesus rose from the dead. Hallelujah. And he says, in it, came to pass after three days that the officers went through the host. And they commanded the people, saying, When you see the ark of the covenant of the Lord your God, and the priests and the Levites bearing it, then you shall remove from your place and go after it. Yet there shall be a space between you and it, about 2,000 cubits by measure, about a half a mile. Come not near unto it, that you may know the way by which you must go, for you have not passed this way before." And Joshua said to the people, Sanctify yourselves, for tomorrow the Lord will do wonders among you. That word sanctify, excuse me, sanctify could be translated consecrate, purify, dedicate. Prepare yourselves before the Lord so that there is nothing between you and him that you might be able to hear his voice and follow him. This is what it's really talking about. People who are sensing that there is something stirring in the heavenlies right now. People who are developing their ears to hear what God is saying. Their eyes to perceive what God is doing right now are preparing themselves. They're consecrating themselves. And believe it or not, all over the world, in little groups like this, in little hidden spots around the world, there are little groups of people who are drawing near to God, nearer than they've ever been, consecrating themselves and arising to the challenge that lies before us for this hour and this day. The thing about it is, though, we're not consecrating ourselves to something. We're consecrating ourselves to someone we have finally come to the place that we realize that it is not our responsibility and it's not our job to build a big ministry. It's our job to produce a people in the likeness of Jesus the Christ. And so we are consecrating ourselves to someone, to Jesus the Lord. 
And because of this uniqueness, we are posturing ourselves and we are readying ourselves for something unique. Right now, we find that the catchword in most of the Christendom that is really out here where we're going is the harvest. And I want you to understand that there is a harvest coming like we've never seen, never experienced, never known. But the thing that we're consecrating ourselves to is our inheritance. Now, I'm saying that for this reason. Your inheritance is who you are when God finishes with you. So God is literally consecrating us to who we are as God sees us in our finished state. Because it's going to take that to bring in the harvest. So God wants us to be consecrated to Him, the Lord Jesus Christ, that we might experience the fullness of our inheritance, which is the unlimitedness of God's provision through His Son, the Lord Jesus Christ, that we might then bring in the harvest. You see, a harvest requires us to do something. But an inheritance requires us to be someone. Let that sink in. To have the harvest, we've got to work. But in order to work, we've got to be someone. So he wants us to be someone. He wants us to be who he created us to be. Who he who has designed us to be. Who he has provided for us to be through his son, the Lord Jesus Christ. And that someone is he wants us to be huios sons of God. Maturing sons and daughters of the Lord Jesus Christ. Growing up unto him. In one of his later books, prior to his transition to the heavenlies, Dr. Uh, Kelly Varner challenged us to arise and shine for your light has come. Now I know we've heard that many times, but listen, the implication is there is that we need to arise and shine because it's still dark out there. How many of you know the world's dark out here? In Isaiah chapter 60, you remember the Lord talks about rise and shine for your light has come and darkness is going to cover the earth and gross darkness the people. Well, that's where we are, folks. That's where we are. That's why we need to arise and shine. There's a light in us. There's a light in every born-again child of God. There's a light in every spirit-filled believer. There's a light in every growing son of God. And it, that light is necessary for the darkness that we're in today. I want you to understand that it's still dark out there. Otherwise, we wouldn't need to arise and shine. Hallelujah, but we do. And so truly we are fulfilling what the Lord told Abraham when he said that you're going to, uh, your, your descendants are going to be like the stars of the heavens. He wasn't talking about the number. He was talking about the quality. That in a world of darkness, those stars are light and they are, they are the ways by which we go from place to place. They lead us and they direct us. And so there's a group, a group of stars rising in the world today called the church of the Lord Jesus Christ, the body of the church of Christ himself. And they're going to be leading the way in the days that come before us. I, look, it's going to get worse in the world, but it's going to get better in the church. I'm telling you, there's a light, Brother Wooten, rising in the church of the Lord Jesus Christ today. And what we've been wondering and praying and, and looking for is upon us. 
It is now time for us to grasp it, stand up in it, and walk it out, hallelujah, like we never have before. It's dark out there in the realm of the flesh. It's dark out there in the, in the world system. It's dark out there in the carnal minds of people. But in here, right now, glory to God, there's a light rising. There's a light shining. There's a light burning, hallelujah. And it's a light and the illumination of our Lord and our Savior, Jesus, the Son of the Most High God. He's alive inside of us, hallelujah. And Paul speaks explicitly this in, in 2 Corinthians chapter 4 18, he says, while we look not at the things which are, are seen but at the things which are not seen for the things which are seen are temporal, but the things which are not seen are eternal hallelujah. And I'm telling you right now folks, the world can't see what is eternal, but we've got the eternal in us, hallelujah. And now we've got to rise in the darkness of this world and let our light shine. I know that's simple, but that's exactly where we're going, what we've got to do. Now, let me just go on with this. Paul tells us further that father of the faith Abraham, he said, he called those things that be not as though they were. How many of you realize that we, Carolyn just spoke about it, we, we got to quit saying what is in the world and start saying what is in the, in the spirit. Hallelujah. I'm telling you, some of us have got uh, family members that need Christ. We need to stop saying, oh, they're old heathens out there lost. We need to start saying, bless God, uh, there are people coming to Jesus Christ. We, start, we need to start saying those things that be not as though they were. Hallelujah. Not now and then, but that needs to be consistent in our lives. We need to be talking that all the time. Those things that be not as though they were. Okay, Satan was going to resist you. He's going to test you. Keep saying it in spite of what happens and what it triggers in the world. Just keep on speaking about what God is doing. And if you belong to Christ, he says, then you're Abraham's seed. You've got his DNA. Hallelujah. I want you to understand the spiritual DNA of, of, of Abraham is in you. And that DNA says, uh, I walk by faith and not by sight. I call those things that be not as though they were. I look at the unseen in this world but I see the scene of the Holy Ghost hallelujah and it's coming in my life glory to God so we've got that DNA so this is a walk of faith and that's what he tells us therefore walk by faith and not by sight now I want you to tell you something a walk of faith is the walk of a pioneer Listen, I realize the church has been around a while, but we're pioneering in different uh, 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 areas of life today than in the past. And so the church must walk by faith. I think about those old pioneers. They were walking around and worried and concerned about things as they were, and they'd heard about uh, there's something bigger, something greater, something out there somewhere. And they stirred themselves up and said, we're going to walk out of this and we're going to go find it. They didn't know where they were going. They didn't know what they'd encounter. They didn't know what they'd have to do. But they stood up by the grace and the mercy of God, and that thing inside of them that would not say no compelled them to go forth. And they came forth and they conquered and they established 
established and they settled. Uh, and bless God, uh, I want you to understand that's exactly where the church of the Lord Jesus Christ is right now. It is producing pioneers for these last days uh, where we've never experienced, never been, never seen, and don't know what's out there except we know that it's good, hallelujah, and that it's going to be victorious and that we're going to bring it to its climax and its fulfillment because we're the sons and the daughters of the Most High God for these last days. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. I'm telling you right now, we've got to get past the place of maps and journals. When you've got maps and journals, that's because somebody's already been there. What we've got, glory to God, is a compass, and His name is the Holy Ghost, and He'll take us places we've never been, show us things we've never seen, and do things through us that we never thought we could do. Glory be to God. Hallelujah. I'm expecting Impact Church to become an impacting factor in this world and in this area like never before. Hallelujah. I'm expecting that with everything that's in me. Hallelujah. And the Bible says, For as many as are led by the Holy Ghost, hallelujah, they are the sons of God. And that word sons means they are the mature sons of God. They're the ones who are growing up in the Christ. And I'm telling you, the mature sons of God, those growing up are the ones the Holy Spirit's going to lead. Hallelujah. I need to get you to do something, but I won't right now. I will later on. Hallelujah. Just as is written, things the, the Bible says that, that, uh, that things which eye has not seen and ear has not heard, hallelujah, these are the things that have, uh, even the things that have not entered our hearts, these are the things that he wants to show to those that love him. And I'm ready for them, aren't you? I'm expecting them to come really soon. Hallelujah. Oh, my gracious. I don't know what to do with these notes. I I better stick with them because if I get on a tangent here, there's no telling how long we'll be here. Note, all these things are necessary because it's still dark out there. In the world, it's still dark. Hallelujah. Aren't you glad you walk in the light as he's in the light? Yes. I remember back in uh, Genesis chapter uh, 1 verse 5, the Lord, the Lord said that uh, uh, he was going to call the, the day, uh, 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 the light day, and he was going to call the dark night. And uh, that's what he did. And then the Bible tells us that the evening and the morning were the first day. Now, I know you know what I'm saying here. The day starts in the darkness it starts in the evening. And that's why it's a walk of faith. But I want you to realize that as you build and develop that faith in the dark, when the light gets there, you've got something to offer. You've got something to work with. Hallelujah. And then Paul tells us in Romans chapter 13, he says, and that knowing the time, that it is now high time to wake out of sleep, Because our salvation is nearer than when we believed. That that word salvation is soteria and it means our deliverance. And it really is talking about our freedom from any inhibiting force. Any impediment. It has been taken care of through the blood of Jesus. Hallelujah. Glory to God. He goes on to say, The night is far spent, the days at hand. Let us therefore cast off the works of darkness and let us put on the armor of light. Wow. How many of you understand that if you're wearing the armor of God, you're shining? You've heard about these ladies and they want a knight in shining armor? 
All they got to do is look at a Christian. You got one. You got one. Hallelujah. You didn't get that. <laughs> Thank you, Jesus. The Lord just told me something. He said, sometimes it's over their heads. <laughs> Glory to God. Hallelujah. Even though it's dark out there, God is awakening His faithful and obedient children to lead them to unprecedented, unheard of adventures in Christ and God that we've never seen. I prophesy and I declare and declare and decree that there are those of you in this body right now who in a, within a reasonable time you'll be laying hands on the sick and seeing them healed. You'll be casting out devils. You'll be speaking with new tongues. And you will do all those things and I believe that God is ready to just start it anytime, any, anywhere. Just get ready for it. It's soon. Glory to God. We don't have to wait for these things now. As we arise and shine, hey, we get, we get the view of it. We understand it. It's there. So he's leading us to his holy and divine purpose in these last days. Where we are now does require a walk of faith, as we mentioned. But it walks, that walk of faith must be an unconditional love. We can't just walk in faith. We've got to walk in love. How many of you know that faith works by love? And if you're walking in love, then you can use your faith. If you're not walking in love, you won't use your faith. May God help us to see that. I'm kind of reminded of the virtuous woman. You wouldn't believe that I would come up with something like that, would you? Just because I preached 13 weeks on the virtuous woman in 2006, I still think about it now and then. But in, verse, in chapter 31 of Proverbs, verse 15, the Bible says that uh, she arises while it is still night. Now, the virtuous woman is the mature bride of Christ. She said she arises while it is still night and she gives meat to her household. She brings a strong meat of the word to her household. How many of you realize it's time for the church to begin to distribute the strong meat of the word? I'm, I'm telling you, the days of, Padla, of, of, of Pablum are past. The world is needing the strong meat of the word right now. And we can give it because we have it. Glory be to God. And it says, and then she gives portions to her maidens. Those who are not able to eat strong meat, she's got something for them too. We've got, you know, something for everybody. Let's give it out. And as we arise while it is still night, I'm telling you right now, you're going to be surprised. All around about you, you won't even know it, but you'll, it'll be there. There'll be a, a pillar of cloud by day and a pillar of fire by night. Remember how it was with Moses when he brought the children of Israel out? They stood by the Red Sea and there was a pillar of fire by day, a cloud by day and a fire by night. And it separated them from the Egyptians. Egypt is a type of the world. It separated them from the world. For the last 50, 60, 70 years, the entire world has been caught up in the world system of getting rich and having things and being this. But all of a sudden, the church is growing up and getting past that. You see, we don't worry about things because we know that he's promised that he'll meet all of our needs according to his riches and glory by Christ Jesus. And finally, we're going to take him at his word. We're not going to be fighting to get. We're going to be fighting to give. Because we find that 
He separates us from the world. On the world side, over there on, on Egypt side, there was darkness, confusion, frustration, and fear. And over on the other side, there was light, and there was wisdom, insight, understanding, and there was, there, there was uh, anticipation and expectancy. And I believe that God is bringing us to that right now. The dark side represents Israel's past, and the light side represents Israel's future. Amen. Glory to God. I'm telling you, the future that's before you is greater than anything you can ever imagine. I can't even begin to give it to you. Hallelujah. I wish I could. I'm going to have to skip over some things. But we find out that in Joel's, in, in Joel's uh, prophecy, chapter 2, verses 1 through 3, something happened. Now, it depends on who's preaching this, how, how you look at it. I see it from one perspective. Others see it from a different perspective. I'm just going to give you mine. Mine's right. <laughs> he says, blow ye the trumpet in Zion. How many of you know that Zion is the church of the Lord Jesus Christ in its highest development? And so he says, blow the trumpet in the church that is prepared, that's mature, that's grown up, that's ready for whatever challenge and whatever commission and whatever situation that you face. Blow that trumpet and sound the alarm in my holy mountain and let all the inhabitants of the land tremble for the day of the Lord cometh, for it is nigh at hand. Now, the day of the Lord, I, I maybe shouldn't take the time to do this, but give you a little lesson here. The day of the Lord always speaks of God coming in judgment. Now, some people might disagree with him because they haven't heard the whole story yet. He comes to judge. He judges the wicked and he condemns it. He judges the righteous and he blesses them. So either way, it's, it's a judgment. How many of you realize that God, is, God has judged you already? And if you're in Jesus Christ, you're judged as a son and a daughter of the Most High God. You're judged as more than a conqueror. You're judged as an overcomer. You're judged as more than enough. Hallelujah. I don't know about you. It makes me want to jump up and down and shout. I know what I am. I know who I am. I've been judged to be who God says I am. And I have what He says I have. And I can do what He says I can do. All He's waiting for me is to recognize it and realize it and get in agreement with Him and go ahead and get it done. Hallelujah. Wow, glory to God. I'm telling you, I, I just refuse to go back to what used to be. If what used to be had worked, we wouldn't be having this service today. So what's coming is going to work better than what we've had in the past. And what's coming is whatever we've got in our hearts and our minds that we're willing to do right now. Praise God. So I, I just believe it's time for us to, to, to step out and get some, some things going. In this hour, somebody has to arise. Somebody's got to wake up. Somebody's got to stand up. While it's still dark out there, and they've got to turn on their light and say, hey, let's go change the world. Let's go get things done. Praise God. In the book of 2 Kings, there's an interesting little story. You all will know it when I get into it. In chapter 6, the Arameans had come against Samaria. And by the grace and mercy of God, the prophet Elisha, every time they'd come out against him, he would go to the king of of Israel, and he would tell them what was going on. And you'll remember that it just so confused them that finally they were able to capture the Aramean army, 
And they, all the, everybody wanted to kill him, but Elisha said, no, don't kill him. Let's take him into the city and sit him down and feed him and take care of him and bless him and then send him home. And that's what they did. Well, the king got upset because he wanted to kill him. But Elisha said, no, let him live. And uh, so the Bible says that they didn't bother uh, Samaria for a while. A year or two passes by and another king comes along and he gets all stirred up and he comes against them again and lays siege to Samaria. And you know the story. And so they surrounded the city. Nothing can go in and nothing can come out. Food runs short. Water is, you know, in uh, hard supply and so forth. And uh, there are four lepers outside. They can't get inside. And things are getting worse. And the king gets mad with Elisha. He says, hey, I should have killed those people and had it, and so I'm going to kill him. He goes down to the place to kill Elisha, and Elisha knows about it, locks the door on him, and he then has a word for him. He says, this time tomorrow. Uh, it, well, let me get, tell you this. They were eating donkey's heads and dove's dung. Donkey's heads are men's, men's carnality and foolishness, and, and uh, Doug's dumb is, is, is what's left over when the, when the dove leaves, and the dove is a type of the Holy Spirit. How many of you know a lot of churches eating dove's dung? Spirit of God hadn't been in them a long time. But it's time, hallelujah, for it to happen. But anyway, he comes up and he says, about this time tomorrow, he said, uh, a measure of uh, barley is going to be going for uh, this, and a measure of wheat going for that, and Somebody laughed at him and all this kind of stuff. They had no idea how it was going to happen because it's still dark out there. Well, these four lepers, as you know, out there, and, and they're just hanging around, and they finally come to the conclusion, you know, we can't go in the city. And even though, you know, we don't know what they've got in there, we do know they're eating donkey's heads and dove's dung. We don't even have that out here. And so, let's just go over to the camp of the Arameans or the Syrians and, and, and let's just throw ourselves on, you know, on, our, on their mercy. If we die, we die. Glory to God. So, at twilight. Now, I checked to be sure, because, you know, twilight can be early in the morning or it can be late in the afternoon. This was late in the afternoon. Twilight, sun had just set. Dark out there. These guys go creeping up on the army. And when they get there, there's nobody there. And they wonder what's going on. Well, we get a little side light over here. And the Bible says that God had caused the Arameans or the Syrians to hear a great army. And horses and chariots. And they had fled for their lives. And so when these guys get there... It was supper time, and they'd all cook supper, and they walk in a tent, and the, I mean, the meal is already, I mean, they got, uh, they got leg of lamb, and, 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 you know, some kind of stew, and all kinds of stuff, and so they eat, they look around and get some gold and silver, and they go hide it, and they come out of another tent and do the same thing, and finally they come to themselves and say, we do not well. He said, this is a day of great tidings. We need to go down and tell the king. So they go down and they tell the king. Well, nobody would believe them. So finally they said, well, we're going to send a little group out there and check, check on it. So they had about four or five horses left. They hooked up a couple of chariots, sent them out there. And sure enough, it was just like they said. And they came back. 
And when they get back, of course, they finally realize what's going on. Well, at that time, a Holy Ghost revival broke loose. All those people had been shut up and besieged and eating uh, donkeys' heads and doves' dung. They said, hallelujah. And out the door they went, man. I'm, I'm telling you, folks, this is where we are. The church has been besieged for a long time. Too many churches have been eating donkeys' heads and doves' dung. But there are some guys out here that God is raising up right now. They said, we might as well give it everything we got. If we die, we die. Let's just go. Let's just get up and move. Let's just decide to do something. And they got up and went. And God went before them. How many of you know when you're following God, it's because God is going before you? You can't follow God if He's not moving. So if you're following God, He's moving. And when He's moving, I want you to realize that there is nothing that can stop Him and nothing that can impede His progress and nothing that can turn things around. God is moving. Flow with Him and get it done. And come back, bless God, and tell the world what God has done and see a Holy Ghost revival break out like the world has never known. And I'm telling you, that's where God is moving His people today. He says it is now time to rise up in the midst of the darkness and go on out there, glory be to God, and take take control of the situation and take everything under your own wings and let's come back and share it with the world and see the mighty move of God that God wants to bring to the world today. I'm speaking to Impact Church and I'm saying to you it's time for you to rise up and get out there in the dark because you're a light that's shining. Don't worry about the dark. Hallelujah, you've got eyes can see things that are unseen, that can do things that have not been done yet, that can go places that nobody's been yet. And so get up and go get it done because God wants to move and He wants to bring victory and deliverance and He wants to bring that harvest, but He's got to bring it through a people who've moved into their inheritance and you're the people, hallelujah. And you need to stand up on your feet right now, lift your hands before God and say, I'm one of those that's moving with you, God, and I'm going to get it done in Jesus' name. I give my whole life and everything that I am to you and I give you honor and glory because you are good. Hallelujah. You are good. And I'm going to rise and shine because my light has come. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Now turn around put your hand on somebody and say, God, so be it. As According to his or her faith. In Jesus' name. According to their faith. Do it in Jesus' name. I'm ready, Lord. I'm expecting it right now. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Hallelujah. In Jesus' name. Amen. 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 Glory. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Amen. Hallelujah. I felt like getting my light. There you go. Let your light shine. Praise the Lord for that good word. Hallelujah. Thank you, Pastor Eric, for sharing this morning. That was definitely for the, from the Lord and for us. Bless the Lord. 